0: WFAE's David Borax has the story. Tariq Bokhari and Larkin Eggleston call their podcast R&D in the QC. Eggleston says they hope to reach people who may not pay attention to the council. Eggleston is 35 and a Democrat. Bokhari is a 37-year-old Republican. Despite their political differences, they bonded on the campaign trail, in part over their beards, says Bokhari. The beards themselves are what truly united us in the beginning. They hope to be an example of how to debate productively across the political divide. Silver Line, Airport, Housing Code, Brooklyn Village, all that and more, on Episode 78.
1: Welcome to the show. It is Episode 78 of R&D in the QC we had a business meeting tonight.
0: And that's how you do an intro. Covered work. a lot Just of so topics. Just so you know, in case you were wondering for the next time, it's way your too, turn to do the way, intro. Way too monotone. It was a little bit... Um, uh, I was. A, I was a, I felt very thespian in doing so. You know? Acting. I'm an actor.
1: Yeah. Tonight, you got to act like a council member.
0: <laughs> Happy uh, Columbus Day to you, my friend. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day to Ooh, you. Ooh, very nice. But, well, both... Both I, of us are I, correct.
1: I love that. Uh, I love that our colleague Councilmember Driggs. I don't know if he was trolling us, or if I think it was a troll. <laughs> uh, it was definitely troll during Mayor a troll. Council topics at the end of the meeting tonight. After we had read a proclamation declaring Indigenous Peoples Day, and a, a gentleman came down and did a Native American uh, musical number for us, which was really cool. Um, at the end of the meeting, it was Councilmember cool. Driggs plugs like shout out to Christopher Columbus and Luana, and I booed. <laughs>
0: I think we need a whole nother episode or maybe an offline discussion. I, I, I'm not sure when all this happened exactly.
1: When Christopher Columbus became uh radioactive? Yeah, I mean
0: like there was like Several hundred years, and then I feel like this just happened within, like, a five-year
1: period. To be fair, I don't think you have any sense of what people's thoughts were about Christopher Columbus more than, like, 20 years ago.
0: I'm not going to lie. Uh, you're correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yes, he was celebrated, certainly, in, uh, like, elementary and middle school when we were growing up. I mean, that was the big deal back then, right? But, uh, you know, then then as we became more educated, we found out dude was just lost. Didn't even know where he ended up.
0: Dude, you can't... Don't even talk... Do you know. I happen to know what it was like to be on these ships back then. You don't. I don't. You're right.
1: He was lost. I'm not Uh, equipped to celebrate a guy for being lost and then claiming land that someone else was already living on. So it is a little bit of a BS holiday.
0: I'm not prepared to debate that one way or the other, unfortunately. Fair enough.
1: Listeners weigh in. Tweet us. Tell us. I don't is know. Is it Columbus no. Day or Indigenous People say today? Let let
0: uh, please do
1: not. In and fact. <laughs> history majors, please let Tark know why Christopher Columbus is a piece of garbage.
0: Um, no, I would also prefer not not to do that. Thank you,
1: history majors. You've got your you've got your homework. There are
0: no history majors that listen to this show. <laughs> They're way too serious. You can't show. afford a podcast material. I'm just kidding. History majors are important.
1: We're making history right now. We are.
0: I'm feeling loose this episode.
1: What kind of history did we make tonight? Ooh, well, we let's start the with the s- airport. fine. I think that was, was in gonna the go order, we, line. order we went. Uh, we'll go with the order we went uh, as best we can remember. Airport
0: doesn't seem overly controversial unless in a year from now they come back and say, remember that $600 million number we threw it's at you? Seven. It's It's 900. So
1: the airport, like some other departments, water... Being one we talk about a decent amount is an enterprise fund that I think that takes away a lot of the controversy of it because it's a fairly it's a fairly self sustaining um, revenue stream and so the things that they do they pay for with money that's generated there it can't leave and go be spent on something else so
0: it's a circular economy out there
1: it's a bit so there's not much of a debate because there's we're not necessarily debating whether we do something at the airport or we do something in transit or it's not like when the county commission takes a
0: quarter cent sales tax and (laughs) drops it in the general fund don't
1: get out of order here um you can you can oh we'll come back later sure um but yeah so the airport we've got a huge lobby renovation anybody who's flown in or out of clt knows that um, while we've got an amazing airport particularly in our terminals some of which we've newly renovated uh, when you get into that lobby the ticketing area um it can be pretty tight and um, so we're going to be expanding that. We're going to be moving the Queen Charlotte statue inside of that lobby, uh, extending around some walkways that people can go straight in and out of the parking decks. Who
0: paid for the amazing uh, video was, rendering? I don't I mean, know if that, you're
1: being sarcastic, but it was, it was I'm awesome. I'm not.
0: It was. I'm going to assume that costs at least $5 million. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess
1: that's how you win a contract is you, that's your pitch. You,
0: oh, well, you think that was somebody's pitch?
1: Yeah. Huh. But either way, actually, we should, we should, Post a link or something. I mean, it is quite I, I, impressive. I spent half the video thinking the exact same. I was thing. just like, looking at it. I like, want to like, meet the person who, who did made this? this. Like yeah.
0: who has skills to? I mean, it's just like it's visualizing the future. It was, show, the few, it it was, was showing dropping it
1: floors out. Yeah. It was
0: like I was like, oh my god, the roof's gonna
1: come off. It was, it was transforming it in real time. I was yeah, that was incredible um yeah, whoever to, that is we need to hire that person
0: note to david tepper up your game about, a, <laughs> about stadium upgrades to man. Be clear, we haven't
1: seen any presentations about what a new stadium if we looks were like. to see that yeah um we've literally not seen a presentation we about haven't what a new you're stadium correct. Would look like yeah um so the airport is we're going to continue investing in it. It's not going to be controversial. People are going to love as these changes are made and they're, they're phased out, but it is a five, six year project from the time we approve it later this month. And, and I anticipate it'll be approved easily, but I do think the frustration will come in all that's been going on and all that will go on. I mean, CLT is going to be in serious construction mode for well over a decade. And ultimately we're going to have one of, if not the best airport in the country but it is, you know, there's a lot of dust. There's a lot of noise, um, so it can be frustrating for for folks as they're going through the airport over time. But just know, if you've been into like the the concourse or the uh, Terminal A expansion or the renovated Terminal B, I mean, some of these things. Once you see what the end result is, it's definitely worth the headache of getting there. But uh, but people do need to bear with us. It will definitely help a lot of the congestion there in that lobby as people get to the airport to depart from CLT. This so. what
0: actor. Lived in an airport. Tom Hanks. That was a great movie. It was called
1: The Terminal. And I really liked that movie.
0: Amazing. Well done.
1: Tom Hanks is, you know, he didn't get credit. He didn't get, yeah. You know, people don't really know who Tom Hanks is, but he's good. I think he's got a future. What name of the movie. No more than one question per topic.
0: Has the following quote, and I'll leave the last word out. I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing. I made this too easy. <laughs> I'm going to assume glue. <laughs> I have no idea what movie. Oh, right. But right. Right when I finished the words out of my mouth.
1: You should uh, have said stopped. Yeah, and stopped. And made me say sniffing glue. Sniffing
0: glue. Well, there are several options, but um, yeah. it, the movie is called Airplane.
1: Okay, well, I got, I'm got um, so, uh, yeah, i too for two. Of course you haven't. So, I think Airplane had, uh, would it have Leslie Nielsen in it?
0: Uh, you're thinking of a, a, a later knockoff. Oh, no, no, he was in it. That's right. Yeah. Wow, that's, I think he was. All right. well, all right, I think you got me. All right, so, so Silver Line. Silver Line. So, let me explain, because my wife prefers that I explain every once in a while, Larkin, <laughs> uh, not just you jumping over the top explaining everything.
1: Yeah, but when you do it, it's mansplaining. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, so, you,
0: many of you may be familiar with the Blue Line, and the Blue Line extension goes south... Goes kind of north, north, nor'easter, right? Am I doing good <laughs> it so far? It's not a weather pattern. <laughs> All right. So this thing, um, we know it cost a lot of money, took a lot of time, uh, but had some amazing economic development and and business growth results around the area. Uh, so now we're talking about the Silver Line, which goes pretty much east to west, sort of it goes down that seventy four ish kind of corridor to the east over towards. Matthews hits that. How am I doing with this geography, Larkin? To the left, or west, as we call it <laughs> to in maps. To the left. <laughs> <laughs> to ma- this is why turns. I explain this on this show. It goes over towards Belmont. Covers a lot. I'd say over 20 miles, maybe 26. miles. Wherever you're Point standing right now,
1: if you're not sure where Belmont is, just turn left.
0: Yeah, turn left. So, uh, obviously, as the uh, map sits, long stretch. Now, here's the kicker and the problem. We don't know how much it costs, but we're going to go ahead and start spending money in the tune of tens of millions of dollars uh, to start to figure out what it costs. But the other problem, which is even more um, fundamental in nature, is we don't know how to fund it, especially considering the fact that the county commission is about to eat up the last of our capacity of sales tax um, that um, that our state gives us the ability to uh, levy. So please larkin um take that great explanation <laughs> i just did
1: um is, is tonight going to be your, your um your rant and rave no. about the sales tax not are going so uh, save pre- that we'll save that um so i mean it, that is a relevant point and when we said it tonight one of our colleagues seemed shocked uh to find out that that the sales tax albeit for for very worthy causes um eliminates the option for us to do another sales tax at some point see um,
0: people are just i mean even people in the know don't fully understand all the dynamics of this
1: i had several people who someone who's on the ballot in hmm. next month's election was flabbergasted today when they found out that early voting starts on wednesday two days from now hmm. so i mean the the voter awareness of um low <laughs> of to very this low. is very low yeah so I can only presume that there were, that the education level on the specific ballot initiative, which has very vague language, per North I think it's going to go
0: down, and I hope it does because it, any, it's be close. anyone who needs to again, no one's saying that the arts aren't important to the community. But what what we've been saying this whole time, and that's why tonight was such a great reminder and example of what several of us have been saying for a while, which is, you know. This is a regressive tax that sits on the back of those that can least afford it. Impacts them the greatest. I thought you weren't making tonight your rant. I'm not. I'm getting past that in a second. So the question is, you know, it, no one knows the cost of this of this next silver line, but no one can 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 argue the fact that it probably goes into east and west of Charlotte, parts of the city and commu- in our in our community and neighborhoods of places that have the most need of upward mobility, right? And transit, transportation is consistently cited as the number one thing, if not the top two things in, in parallel of, uh, with affordable housing f- for people to achieve upward mobility. Like no one says, oh, it's three, top three, there's only three. It's, 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 uh, it's, 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 all right. Transit. Now you're on your rant. So you're right. I was going to say the ballet, episode, yeah. The
1: election episode. You're right. Here's the thing the, the silver line would, to your point go from belmont to matthews there would be potential expiration of extending from belmont to gastonia potential explanation of extending from matthews into union county um so we could pot- potentially would would definitely be connecting two counties potentially connect three counties um and it would come through uptown come through the gateway station in in the middle to me there are one a and one b 1A is affordable housing. 1B is transit. That's what I ran on. I think that's the foundation. Affordable housing, I believe, is the foundation for, for upward mobility. To your point, I think from having that stable housing, you've then got to be able to access modes of transportation that allow you to get to and from uh, a, a well-paying job. The silver line, also, even if it's not looking at the benefit just to, um, to those folks who really need that boost for upward mobility in their life, even just you know someone with more means this this gives people options to get out of congestion we don't have not only there just isn't a solution for congestion in a city that's growing as fast as we are our highways our main roads our providence road our i-77 our south boulevard where they are going to be congested from now until the end of vehicles until people are not driving cars. Those roads will be congested. There's no way around it. We can't widen South Boulevard. We can't widen Providence road. We're not going to be able to widen 77 and 85 any, in any significant way other than potential toll roads there will not be a solution to, uh, to congestion. What there can be is alternatives. And what one of those alternatives is, is light rail. Light rail is scalable. We can scale it up. We can have three car trains instead of two car trains. We can run head times that are seven minutes instead of 15 minutes. As we need more capacity, we can increase that capacity very, very quickly when we have something like the blue line and the blue line extension, if we are going to be serious about having a mass transit system that actually connects all different parts of this community, we have got to continue to keep our foot on the pedal of this and keep moving forward. And it does mean that we're going to have to put money at risk in terms of studying it, scoping it, creating a budget and knowing what it'll cost. But if we don't do that, then when there's an opportunity to actually pursue it, we won't be ready. Someone else will be ready. They'll jump ahead of us in line. They'll get whatever state federal dollars, We, by the time this is all figured out, there could very well be a different federal administration. There could be different leadership in the state. There's a lot of things we can't predict in terms of what kind of assistance we'll get from either other level of government. But if we're not ready to go forward with it and we don't have it all scoped out and we don't have it all figured out on our end, then that money, if it is there, when it is there will not come to us. So I think we've got to put this money out there. We've got to continue to demonstrate that we're serious about transit. If we wait for everything to fall in place perfectly before we start spending money to be ready, it'll never happen. And we ought to just admit that that's not a priority of ours if that's how people feel.
0: So, I mean, I I don't want to be uh hypocritical and, and uh, make it seem like I'm for a hundred percent all in no matter what, um, levying additional taxes for uh, transit lines like this. Like I, 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 I've said it before, I'll say it again. you know, this is highly complex, huge dollar figures we're talking about. And I actually do have some concerns future wise when technology and, and innovation occurs that 10 years from now we could see a completely different way travel works with autonomous vehicles. We really could. And that that's what scares me most about leveraging, all of our capital towards light rail, right? Or something like that, mass transit in that way. I think autonomous
1: cars help a lot with congestion, particularly in places like Center City, but I I don't think it eliminates congestion. And if we continue to have even a percentage of the growth that we're experiencing right now, I think even autonomous vehicles-
0: Oh, I think there are definitely scenarios in which uh, congestion gets- it's significantly impacted by that you okay, could have impacted, a single yeah, but it can, doesn't solve it i don't think it may that's the if we if if you have a very proactive city in design and autonomous vehicles are everything we think they're going to ultimately be. And we end up building one extra lane on all major corridors. Just It's almost like a mini train, essentially, of autonomous vehicles flowing around. I mean, it's hard for us to even picture that universe right now because we haven't seen them. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the next 10 years, we couldn't picture the last 10 years that have occurred 10 years ago, right? With Uber and, and, and Rideshare and scooters and all this stuff like that. So... All I'm saying is I am very nervous about making massive bets. But that being said, what I'm saying is if there's money on the table in the last quarter cent that can be levied that's going to be spent on something, I think that we owe it to the folks that in this regressive tax will be sitting on their back um, to make sure it's something that benefits them the most from an impact perspective.
1: So there was also a kind of frustrating amount of feedback from the council that they felt blindsided by this which frankly blindsided me because I don't I feel like this has been something that I mean and again I said maybe my antenna were more up because this is something that's particularly But where are you
0: getting me. your info from? Are well, you talking A, to the been mayor?
1: In, in, no. I mean, it's been I've, been, I've dealt with staff, I've interacted with staff on this. There have been tons of, and again, so
0: you're part, in the 1%. Well, part of it is that it comes through on my this. district.
1: It goes through right districts five, one, going from east to west, five, one, two, three. But so you might not have, have either been compelled to be as engaged or maybe you weren't even made aware as frequently as I was, but there've been a ton of public engagements around what the alignments were going to be. I know the mayor pro tem and I um, talked to a lot of constituents about, about the different alignments and how the silver line would come into and interact with uptown and interact with the blue line. Um,
0: But see, this is the problem with these, these regional bodies and partnerships where they're the, you know, how many of the surrounding towns are all make up uh, that,
1: what is it mtc mtc one of the bodies is all the all the mecklenburg and then there's one that's more regional yeah but
0: i mean but the point is this like we invent these things where one person goes and serves on it the mayor is our representative on there and again it's almost like this body is now ordained to it's like the it's like the un (laughs) this body is now there and they're going to make the decisions it'll route back a little bit to staff and maybe one council member who kind of takes the initiative gets updates the rest of us are kind of like we don't i mean i don't even know what questions to go ask because i didn't know that level of of decision had already been made like personally i thought that because we didn't have defined funding sources, there were probably around three or so options that were still probably all roughly in the same boat that we were ultimately all backburning until we figured out how to, how to spend
1: money. On well, it. this has also been covered to some extent in the media, but one of the reasons that one of the options, and maybe this will ring a bell for you or for others, but one of the things that came up was there was a discussion about possibly tunneling it through uptown like up trade street does that ring a bell yes it does all right so that was one of the the ridiculousness of that well and it was and it was ballparked with 100 trillion dollars well no it was an extra billion dollars (laughs) and so that was one of the reasons along with my actual my concerns with that were that while if you could wave a magic wand and have it right up through trade street that would be a preferable alignment but having seen the disruptions i've seen with the gold line I, i have nightmares about what it would look like to tunnel through uptown so that was one that was part of the discussion. That wasn't that long ago, but we talked about why <clears throat> that being a big part of why the alignment was not going to go right through the middle of Uptown. It was going to go around the northern edge of two seventy seven. But again, I think it's incumbent on us as council members if we have things that we're particularly passionate about. None of us is, you know, a hundred percent up to speed on everything that's going on in the city. But we all have things that we really care about. And there are things that you pay attention to far more than sure, anybody else on council. Absolutely. There's things that I pay 100%. attention to far more. So I think on the things that we are really passionate about or if we're going to try to take staff to task, like we've also got to take some of the the onus on ourselves and say, it's up to me to also continuously I, be engaged. I, I in don't
0: this. disagree. All I'm saying is like, and then there's probably another little rule that it's like, and if it costs over $2 billion, you know what I mean? Like maybe be proactive about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the scale of this is obviously, is yeah. obviously different.
0: Like just because I'm interested in like, uh, <clears throat> What's, like, something really nerdy? Fintech. Fintech, right? Yeah. We're not going to spend $2 billion on Fintech anytime Yet. soon. Yet. Okay, um. so that's that. It'll be interesting. I still think, I mean, it, at, at a minimum, even if it isn't the worst-case scenario that a lot of people think that it will be from the federal government perspective, funding their percentages here, this is, this is probably, I'd guess something that we would have to find, give or take a billion, $2 billion of local money to make
1: it happen. I don't, well, I think if we find ourselves in a scenario where we have to pony up $2 billion local dollars, yeah, then I don't think it happens. But I do think that-
0: But then we will have already spent $50 million on something that isn't just there. As the city changes, it becomes irrelevant. It just can't work anymore. Well,
1: you're saying that in your, in your becomes,
0: design study, no, the 50 million we're going to spend. Oh. That's that oh, you, what's wasted.
1: It's, a, 50 it's a sunk cost. million
0: dollars. And for people who are like comparing a 50 next to a billion dollar number or two that we're saying, we're spending $50 million on freaking affordable housing. And then we've broken a record on it. So it's not an inconsequential it's amount not, of money,
1: but it's also spread out over multiple years. It's a, it's five year spread on that, yep. on that dollar figure. Yep. So it's little apples to oranges on the affordable housing thing, but also, The converse argument there is that if you don't spend that money to get ready, then you could be leaving a billion dollars or more on the table of federal funds potentially. Or, I mean, there are, again, the model has changed and the model could well change again. If there's a change in the federal government, if there's a new president, if there's a new uh, administration there, that could change. They completely flip it back to the way it used to be or make it something entirely new uh different from when obama was president, different from trump being president. So things could change. We've got to be ready for whatever those scenarios are. And while I don't I don't want to have a sunk cost of 50 million $50 million that doesn't yield anything for us. I also don't want to have been too hesitant to move forward in planning and miss the boat on getting a billion or two potentially in terms of of state federal matches whatever to be able to build a system that we're going to need in this city. So um to me, and again, if, if, if that's not a priority anymore, then we just need to say so. But for me, it still very much is. And uh, I think that there's just going to be some inherent risk in that.
0: I just would like to sit back and have some people give us viable options of if you had to make a decision tomorrow on how to fund a rough guesstimate $2 billion or $3 billion, whatever, Right. Here's how here's the ways you would go about doing that, because I think they're not doing that for a very simple reason, because everyone's going to freak out and they're going to be like, no, we're not going to spend 50 million dollars if these are our only options right now. And they know that. So they're just going to want to go ahead and spend the 50 million now so they can be in a spot where they can say, well, we've already spent 50 million dollars.
1: I don't think that
0: really what would the other alternative be than that scenario on funding? On why they wouldn't have had this conversation with at least us, if not the community. On here's how you go about funding that.
1: Well, I think that there's just there's so many moving parts. Part of the problem is it. That-
0: you know how you know the range. You know it's not going to be less than two billion. It's probably, hopefully, not going to be more than four billion. So you, two to four billion. So just throw it down the middle and tell me if you had to get three billion dollars tomorrow, how would you do that?
1: Well, again, it would presume. I imagine that there's a federal match involved of a, of a significant amount, like there was on some of the other projects we've done. So assume
0: it drops to forty percent. So that's all again, I'm saying I mean, is like play out create, the scenarios. You can
1: create tax districts along the alignment. I mean, there's all there's other ways to do it. If the tax next month doesn't pass, you could do something around a sales tax. But thing.
0: that's my point. Like they, so, we need to know this right, stuff now.
1: So I, and I don't think it's an unfair question to say, give me ten different ways that funding could come in. For a project like this, new president, and we get federal funding, N- new leadership in Raleigh, or maybe even under the current leadership in Raleigh, there's a way to get funding there, uh, tax sales tax, uh, um, a tax district along the corridor. I mean, I think it's fair to say what are all of the options. Again, some of them you have to you say, well, if this, then that, but um, I think that's a fair question. I just don't think. That a fifty dollars sunk cost on a, on studying this corridor and scoping this corridor is going to somehow make council agree to executing it, no matter what. I mean, that's not you're not like, well, I spent fifty million, I guess I'd better go ahead and spend two billion. You're not. It's not going to be the reason that you pursue it.
0: Hmm. It's not going to be the reason, but it puts you in the corner of that room with well, a gun to your head two- a little more.
1: You spent at that point 2.5% of the total budget of what you're being asked to spend to build a line in your $2 billion. But what scenario. I'm saying is
0: it's a hell of a lot easier for us to say no right now when presented with crazy alternatives to fund this than it will be $50 million later. It's just, I mean, Marginally. It's just, So I, I can't think of any other reason why somebody wouldn't have tried to have this conversation with us other than that, that dry, driver right there. Or they're just like too lazy to figure it out. It's one or the other. You, can you think of a third option?
1: Well, I think my I th- <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right words to tell you why I think you're wrong. Okay. And I'm just I'm trying to be nice to that. Yeah, okay, it. I see. But I do think that a large majority of council, both past and present, has said this continues to be a very high priority for the city. And so the idea that a council who has beat the drum of transit as hard as many of us, I'm not saying everybody, but many of us on council have, an overwhelming majority have, I don't think anyone would imagine that we would balk at studying and scoping and planning for the next line that we've been saying for years, long before you and I were on council, is going to be our goal.
0: So how how can all of you – It'd that be, feel that way, not be out there beating the drum against this quarter cent sales tax.
1: I mean, it, 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 save it.
0: Fine, we'll save it for a future episode.
1: Um, what was the code. next topic?
0: Housing code. That's that was a longer than necessary fight.
1: My favorite moment of that, and this is we're going to see who. Robert's likes, rules of order. Well, we're going to see who <laughs> likes to do their uh, who likes to do the deep dive into the into research to see who can who can tweet us and tell us the person I'm talking about. Uh, but my favorite moment of that tonight was a council member who voted for the exact same policy in committee <laughs> voting against it when it came to the full council. That, that the policy really didn't a... change at all. They voted for it in committee and they voted. There's only
0: one it. scenario in which that's acceptable to do, which is that it's not. <laughs> well, no, no, you could say but you have to like actually you think to, of get this ahead new of time. Information. <laughs> yeah. No. You can say, Well, look, I'm against it, but I'm voting for it to get, to out, get of out of committee. But that wasn't, that wasn't the vote.
1: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Um, so, I mean, I, Justin and I both made reference to the, the age-old saying of letting great be the enemy of of good. All of these things are so complex, like the tree ordinance, the housing code, our transit-oriented development policies, whatever it is. I mean, all this stuff. I feel like, and I don't know if if you get the same sense, but a lot of the emails I get on all these things. It's like, no, it's not perfect yet. That's not literally what they say, but that's the implication is like, oh, y'all had, it could be better. It could be better. Well, like everything could always be better, but I feel like there's some value in making progress and then continuing to make progress. Mm.
0: The, 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 I was going to comment on this, but enough people were saying enough stuff that I just like, was like, let's get through this. But in my mind, it was, we make policies. That's a policy. It's a policy document, right? And then there are procedures, which I think is what everyone else was talking about. That's how like staff operationally executes upon the policies that we create. We hire a city manager to be in charge of procedures and how to execute that. Executing
1: the vision we create.
0: Exactly. If he can't do that, we go back to him and say, it's not working in this area. Do it again. And if you consistently can't do that, well, that's when you have to get a new city manager. Right? I don't think we're even close to that point. So let the city manager do his job and execute upon the procedure. They wanted it to go back because they're like, it's not the policy that's bad. It's the procedure. Well, that's not your job. Like, if you want that, go and do a career that gets you to a point that you can be a city manager and then you can control that. I also just... My voice got
1: really high there at the end. Yeah. I don't know why. You can control that. I'm sorry. I we made the housing code better tonight. Yeah. We put more policy we, we strengthened policies. Toilets
0: cannot be outdoors in the weather. Did you know that? We strengthened New policies in our to policy.
1: Make sure that people are not living in squalor in this community.
0: Procedure is person X goes there, holds hand above toilet, if rain touches it. You've broken our policy. You're policy so versus procedure. You're amazing, so, amazing analogies I toss out you're
1: there. You're so strange. That wasn't an analogy. Um, also, just for future reference, when we talk about the silver line, it's it's confusing to use a train analogy when talking about a train.
0: That was an amazing analogy it I used. Wasn't. It wasn't. It, it We're was. on this slow-moving train. They're building the track in front of us. And then people started, Smudgy started picking up that. He was like, I'm willing to get on this train
1: if... <laughs> if I don't have to buy a ticket and I'm not going to get caught. <laughs>
0: You're like, all right, um, we lost you. So, yes. So, so we we're, passed the
1: housing code, mm, I think, 8 to 3. Does that where some their conscience? While it didn't... And while, and while it didn't, <laughs> and while it didn't um, get sent back to committee in that vote, which to Ed Driggs made the point he's like that's not even really that doesn't even really make sense procedurally but um it doesn't mean that we're done working on it it doesn't mean that we don't think there's any room for improvement part of it is improve see how it works in practice continue to improve or, how about this or here's a real to the, simple to your point go to the manager and say yeah hey we need stronger enforcement of these new rules how
0: about how about th- like if you want to really make a difference here don't sit in committee for five and more weeks Drafting more theoretical things that if you're if what your point is saying is procedure is not up to par with it, that that isn't going to solve anything. It's just going to be unenforced. Ask the manager to go and find who are the next three most likely lake arbors. And then let's and then let's start and then let's not go in there like a bull in a china shop and get everyone evicted. Let's figure out how to approach them gently and with, with much care and caution, so we can figure out the best way we can play a role of bettering these individuals' um, quality of life without without making the entire house of cards come crumbling down on them. That would be a tactical thing that would actually make a lot of sense. But people would rather write books and books of policy that is actually procedure um, doing other people's jobs.
1: Um. We afford, approved a couple of affordable housing deals tonight. Um, we approved an extension for the county uh, on the Marshall Park deal, which, again, I think kind of spiraled out of control. I mean, the county is having an internal debate right now about what the future of they that They got a couple looks,
0: wild cards over there.
1: What the future of that? Uh, those parcels, it's actually multiple parcels, looks like. It's part of the land swap. I think we talked about it on a, a episode a couple weeks ago where we got the land that we built, the baseball stadium, they got Marshall park, um, with the economic downturn and a bunch of other factors, they needed an extension. We granted that tonight. And it wasn't that controversial ultimately, but that's their debate to have. It's, it was part of a land swap. They've got, um, there's some great things that are going to happen on that site. People can debate the merits of, of, you know, more park space or more affordable housing or more whatever, um, but that's not. So let me get this straight. That's not our debate. That's theirs.
0: Because I'm trying to understand like how this came to be and then quickly came not to be um, in, a, in a strange manner. Is it that the county I understand how it was positioned to us, but is it that the, a couple folks in the county aren't comfortable with the way that the majority of that board has decided to move forward with this and found an angle through us? to come in and blow it up from our side.
1: I think ultimately we would have had to approve the extension no matter what, but I don't know that it would have been on anybody's radar as something to like grab hold of. And
0: I wouldn't have had any idea not to do that.
1: Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, you've got a lot of new blood on County commission and And the deal was approved by a County commission, which is mostly gone now. But that does not,
0: does that not feel in, in inherently wrong? like, you're on a body, a majority elected to do something, and you're trying to sabotage it essentially through another path.
1: This is a this is a, definitely not an apples to apples comparison. But I mean, we we came on, and a previous council had uh, a majority of a previous council had said they didn't want to p- televise the public forum, and we said, no, oh, we that do. dude, that
0: that didn't even that isn't even but, the same sport, dude. But it I'm it talking does, about does football, it, and you're talking about spaghetti basketball. squash. Basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know about that. I mean, I've heard of it. What was the name? Basketball. Stitched into the ball.
1: Yeah, I've told you uh, as much as I know about basketball. Lazy boy. That there's a... Lazy okay. boy. Um, But I, I do think that you're not necessarily completely beholden to a decision that was made prior to you, but... Um,
0: that's 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 the same body having turnover and making a different decision. That is not a new body that still doesn't have the votes to change it. Now, going and, and and being, I mean, I, I might be wrong. I think, I'm, I think I'm, the I'm current County Commission
1: is like five in favor of keeping it the way it was agreed to originally and four not, I believe. And so I do think that it's, they're kind of like, like a loser. Well, it, but I do think that it's maybe something that's contentious, but it, it's not. I don't know why we need to do it. It doesn't, pulled, we don't need to be part in the way of the that contentiousness. We were. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we got plenty on our plate. They got plenty on their plate. We can eat off our own plates. and uh,
0: They're filling up their plate with some of our topics lately, though.
1: Well, doesn't mean we have to reciprocate. True. So, and then, oh, uh, I plugged. Wait, did, was that everything? I think so. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, yeah. And then Ooh, I plugged yeah. uh, that on November 16th, mm. Least of These Carolinas, which is an organization here locally that helps children in foster care, is having a celebrity talent show. And when they ran out of celebrities to ask to be a part of it, they asked me and Tart.
0: Well, no, they asked us before they ran out of celebrities. I'm assuming because no, we're major major celebrities.
1: Um, but the likes of Jonathan Stewart, mm. uh, some of our local weathermen. What do you think they're gonna William do? Wilcox. What do you think
0: Jonathan Stewart's gonna do? Well, you
1: know he's an amazing uh, piano player. Dang
0: it! Are you serious? Oh yeah.
1: Oh he's, boy, and also um, does a lot but of. But is like, he a he showman? A lot of, like beat production. I don't know what his... We are
0: showmen or show people. I don't know
1: know what his his energy level will be, but his talent level will be high. Mm. Our buddy Marcus Smith is going to be one of the judges. Um, Emily Maynard from The Bachelor is going to be one of the judges.
0: Is that somebody I should know?
1: Yeah, your wife knows her. I doubt that. My wife knows
0: her. She's on The Bachelor?
1: She was, I think... Like, I think maybe she was selected by The Bachelor, and then really? they went their separate ways, and then she became The Bachelorette, maybe. Really? Something like that. She's very she's very well known amongst The so Bachelor people. is she married no I don't know. I mean, uh, that,
0: theoretically, if you were The Bachelorette, you should be married. Yeah, but
1: I don't think those people actually end up getting married very often. Really? That's neither here nor there.
0: What about the show where they're in the woods naked?
1: Naked and afraid she has not been
0: on no, the No, uh, the old one
1: there's multiple okay. naked outdoor shows
0: well they're well, they weren't all naked but like this one guy survivor? got naked in the beginning survivor
1: yeah i don't think there's any survivor cast members we've gotten off track it's <laughs> saturday november 16th it'll be at the booth playhouse mm. uh lot carolinas.com you can buy tickets and you can come see what mr mccari and i have up our sleeve we
0: got some we got some ideas we do need to practice
1: it's going to be a musical number It's going to be a parody. There's no business like show business.
0: (laughs) You said it like like that, man.
1: It's uh, yeah, we're going to be performing a number from Oklahoma. No,
0: it's going to be it's going to be
1: a parody song.
0: No, not no, not yet, not yet. (laughs) We we're going to figure that out in our practice session. It could be a Backstreet Boys song.
1: I'm not sure I have it in me to learn the dance number for something like that, though. Especially not in a month's time. I think
0: a month. You know how much we can get done in a month
1: in terms of dance coordination very very little Well, th- we will
0: do a little bit of dance i would like to at the very end because i know we're not going to do magic anymore that was our first thing but i would like to at the very end when we're like <laughs> fo- fo- we're, magic we're, at the end when we're uh when we're like applause as everyone's like they won but they're throwing roses up there all of a sudden <laughs> i whip out and it's just like a freaking dove flies up so there's one last bit of magic the problem is where would i store the dove and for the would whole you show.
1: accidentally kill the dove, and then you just throw a dead dove, which hits the stage, but let's say and then I people don't start kill it. booing and throw L- tomatoes at it. Let's us. say
0: well, who brought tomatoes first of all? <laughs> who
1: brought roses?
0: Well, who brought a dove? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: in this scenario. <laughs> so
0: the question is, would they be okay? Even let's say we didn't kill the dove, with the dove flying out and just like flying around the place.
1: I'm gonna guess no.
0: I um, mean that's not that's not you're not equipped to answer that.
1: I want no part of any live animals being in the act. Dude,
0: it would do And the dove comes out. <laughs> It'll just be like, and we're not doing magic, which will make it totally unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I'll take that as a yes.
1: That's a, a strong, strong. Do no. they
0: have fake doves that kind of look like real doves?
1: Yes, they're called stuffed animals. Here's mm-hmm. what you could do. You could rig it, and so it you could flies have some sort up. Of string and have someone pull the string so that it like flies up in the air. That I'm comfortable with.
0: Or, or we just put the string on the live dove in case it dies
1: <laughs> during the performance. Uh, I'm P- pretty Peta, sure, because that way no be, one will know. Peta's gonna put us They're on like, like huh, the do not listen list.
0: Huh? That dove flies weird.
1: <laughs> that dove looks tired, man. Uh, yes. Um. Okay, so now that no one's going to want to come to this.
0: This is going to be amazing. It's, I think they got their audio right there for the promo reel.
1: <laughs> I feel certain they will not use any of that. <laughs> but uh Charlotte has talent. Come join us on November 16th at the Booth Playhouse and um, see Charlotte us battle has, it out.
0: has talent?
1: I think so. It's, it's not got It's probably like a trademark issue. Charlotte or got, uh, gots talent charlotte don't want a got <laughs> suit. So, so i'm tra- sure they don't have gots trademarked do they? i don't know man oh, i don't know either all right i'm done
0: you're done what
1: all else right. you got
0: i don't know i think that's it all right let's shut her down all right well that was a great night enjoyed hanging with you
1: gave me a headache yes playing council was a lot of fun tonight (laughs) and goodbye